Welcome to the Main Street Podcast with Brandon Benefield. Hey, 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 what is going on here? Adam Howell. Okay, I need 33 and a third pounds of bacon. <laughs> Alfred Romero. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm like a dumpster. And Adrian Moss. What do <laughs> We use the word revolution because this is a revolution. For one arm drag. Woo! The millions. What? That's the big wiggle. Look at all of this crap in this ring. Hold two arm bar. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. It's still real to be damn it. That's right. Yet another podcast about professional wrestling. Ugh. Seriously, guys? Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of 776 pounds. The Mean Street Podcast. Hole three. The Moss Covered Three Handle Family Grudunzo. Two. Sweet. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Hey, everybody, what's going on? We are finally back. We took a little bit of a hiatus there, but hey, it's me, B-Double, Brandon Bitterfield, alongside my brothers from other mothers. Uh, uh-oh, we just lost one of them, but one's still here. Uh, it's A-Bomb, too sweet, Adam Howell. What's up? Hiatus. We didn't take a hiatus. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to deliver some unbiased journalistic integrity to the masses. I'm here on this mean street that leads to a dead end to raise the standard by silencing the falseness and here's the thing brandon you call it a hiatus i call it uh, uh research i call it journalism i call it investigation um i have to do those things in order to prep for this show you 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 and your hat you got a hat on look at me i'm wearing a hat okay you come in here with your hat and you just show up a-bomb too sweet? That's not what I do. I spend about 37 and a half hours each week in preparation of this show, the Mean Street Podcast. Oh, thank God. And Alfred's it, back. Thank God. Hey, to, pass it on. Pass it around. Alfred's back. And, 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 well, I'm not done talking, but I'm, I'm okay, going to go ahead. Pass it I'm around. I'm going to go ahead. Alfred, I'm glad you're joining us. I see that you're live on the field. Alfred Romero, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, Adam. I'm right here. Uh, you know, the, thank God, because he was yeah. going, he was rambling and rambling and rambling. So I'm glad you're here. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Apparently I guess the internet I'm at is coming in and out. So I'm, I'm using thanks to my personal hotspots. Oh, I am uh, now using this. Apparently I could use this for free this whole time. I didn't even realize it. Uh, but I'm using that on the field here. Uh, Adam, as I'm reporting live from the garage of my mother-in-law's home. So, uh, <laughs> don't tell everybody. Put, put, Alfred, put your finger on your ear like this. It looks good. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but back to you in studio. Thanks, Alfred. We really appreciate you uh, on the scene there delivering the news because we couldn't do it without you. You're an eyewitness reporter uh, in your mother-in-law's garage. Um, but on, on a fun note, I got, I got, some fi- I got a figgy find. Oh, man. We got to come up with a theme song for this, man. I got a figgy fine. Adam's action figures now. And uh, so, we'll work on it. It was good. I like that. That was good. Thanks. As, as the meanies know, I've been attempting to uh, complete Hasbro WF season, Series 1. And one of those is Jake the Snake. I've actually had a couple of Jake the Snakes. I have this other one. 
and if you're watching on the YouTube, you can see like the condition. It's a lot worse on the old one. So uh, on top of that, this one has Damien. Look at that. The snake that, wrapped so, around so his that, neck. Is that, a rare, is that a rare piece for it to have Damien there? Yeah. Any of, any of the uh, uh, original Hasbro's that had a, um, uh, an accessory, if you have that, like I, this Damien sells on eBay for like 20 bucks by itself. What? Wow. I mean, it's freaking crazy. I think one of the new shows we should. I think one of the new shows we should uh, create for our YouTube channel, featuring you and your action figures, is like an antique road show where maybe you can like uh, people can bring their action figures to you, and you can sit there and critique them and go, you know what, man, this is a great piece right here. I mean, you got Damien right there already wrapped around uh, uh, the Jake the Snake uh, figure, which is a, a very rare in these days to find. Yeah, and I just can't believe you found this at at some um, rummage sale at some uh, on some out of the way highway there in East uh, Bumble area Iowa, and uh, man, I think you can get at least easily two thousand dollars for that piece. But you know what? I'll give you about tree pity. Oh, okay. Sure. Wow. Hey, by the way, speaking of Jake the Snake, uh, we should mention Mossman. Uh, I don't know if he'll join in at some point or not, but he's not here. But I really wish he was because he does the. Uh, great jake the snake voice yeah, i feel does. like he needs to narrate what's happening here but he oh well have you uh, what, what's the next you know one what? you're, you're trying to get uh, i need akeem and i need big boss man with the nightstick that's that's what's uh holding me up is uh big boss man with the night you know what you should do you should set up some email address so so the meanies can like if you are like reaching out for a figure or something maybe one of the meanies might have some uh a place where you can maybe they'll, Ooh, maybe they have it. We have a Facebook page. They could message us there, perhaps. There, hey, that's a good idea. Maybe you should reach out to some of the meanies to help you in your uh, in your salvage sale of trying to find these things. That is a good idea. So if you uh, if you're out and about and you see a big boss man, if you see some Hasbro figures and you're like, hey, I don't want these, but I know a bomb does, uh, then hollers your voice, slide up into the Mean Street DMs and just slip on in there, all slippery like like a snake. Not just any snake, like Damien, just slippery in, slippery in. Uh, <laughs> Where, where'd so, you go? Where'd he go? <laughs> we want to see you laughing. Why'd you turn the camera off? Because I wanted you to see the picture of Scott Hall I have. There so speaking of um, WF Hasbro <laughs> figures, uh, yeah. I used to love collecting them. I know y'all didn't really get into it as much as I did. It's a huge part of my childhood. And it's just fun kind of reliving it now. Uh, but one thing that they did really well was make tag team um, wrestling figure packs. So they had like the Rockers, they had the Nasty Boys, they had two different versions of the Bushwhackers for some reason. They're only, I think they're the only tag team that got two different versions. No, who the hell cares about the Bushwhackers? Uh, they had Demolition, Axe, and Smash, and they then they later released uh, Crush. Uh, I've already mentioned the Rockers. Um, am I missing any other tag team? I don't know. Uh, but the one I wanted to bring up was Legion of Doom. And oh. Legion of Doom, um, they were just badass because they had those football pads with the spikes on. They're just really cool uh, figures. And, of course, we lost Road Warrior Hawk a few years ago and Road Warrior Animal, uh, who was slated to be at the Superstar Fan Fest in Rome, uh, passed away. And, you know, what, what was it, last week? Yeah, yeah. So that sucks man and did, did, we, did we hear like the cause or anything was i saw natural causes but i don't really know what that means if it was just a heart attack or i don't know but well i mean um, those guys those guys lived hard they live fast you know yeah and uh, he was 61 years old 60 or 61 60 and, uh, i think just, yeah 
tragic loss because for two reasons. Number one, his wrestling career. And number two, just his, his career after he retired. And I'll start with that ladder, uh, that, that last point. Uh, apparently he was – I never got, to, got a chance to shake his hand, but apparently he was super nice with the fans. And that's one thing I love about the internet, uh, especially the internet wrestling community, is when someone does pass away, there's just this plethora, as long as it's positive, right? <clears throat> there, there was this plethora of uh, people chiming in and talking about how nice it, nice animal was when they got to meet him. So that was such a good legacy for him to leave behind all these wrestling fans who had just the, these incredibly awesome and fun and nice memories of the guy. Uh, and we know he loved his family a lot. We've seen a lot of stories of, of that recently. And, and, and firstly, the other legacy leaves behind is being one of the most badass pro wrestlers of all time. It, everyone knew that when the Road Warriors theme or when the LOD theme hit, oh, what a rush. When that hit, you knew somebody was, was about to get their butt beat and they they came out there and that's what i miss about the, that day and age is they came out there they were bigger than anybody anybody in the audience they were bigger than anybody and, and so like when you see these guys and they're decked out in spikes and freaking war paint you're, you're like holy crap you can be a 36 year old grown man uh with a family and you can look at this guy these two guys hawk and animal and say there is no way I'm going to mess with those guys. Those guys made the entire product look better because they were so believable. And nowadays, I don't want to get on a rant, but nowadays you got little, you got guys in the ring who are a buck 25 soaking wet. I don't believe that. I believe Hawk and Animal. And, and, and that's one thing that I'll miss. That's, that's a legacy um, that he leaves in, in my mind is just being a complete badass in the ring and when they hit that doomsday device like you knew their opponent was not getting up because it was like this this arm that rivals hulk hogan's arm just wrap around the throat of their opponent and they go they come tumbling down 10 feet from the air i wish i could have called one of those matches that would have been awesome uh but what history um they're often imitated never duplicated to steal a line from the outsiders um, but they are, uh, they're incredible. And I hate, I hate that they're gone, but, um, that, that's LOD, man. That, that's my, that's my kind of perspective on them. I've been seeing so many posts, uh, since I guess it's been, well, like you said, about a week ago when that happened, uh, maybe a little more than that, but, uh, so many posts about just imagining, and I don't know what people's beliefs are, but if you believe in heaven, like if you could just imagine in heaven, you know how, like in real and on the real world down here, like when there's a big reunion, or a tag team reunites and gets back together, and it's like one of the loudest pops ever. Well, can you imagine coming through the pearly gates and Hawk's been up there waiting for him? And who, you know, who else is up there? You got uh, maybe Brain and uh, Gorilla Monsoon on commentary calling it or something, and uh, and Animal and Hawk reunite, and it's one of the biggest pops in all of heaven history. Can you imagine, man? Uh, I just it sucks. It really does suck. And like you said, he was going to be at the uh, Fan Fest on October 24th, which we'll get to that in a second. That actually got postponed until next April, uh, thanks a lot to uh, COVID again. But um, he was going to be there. He was actually going to be walking some of our buddies to the ring. He was going to be their manager for the night, Sunny Days and Logan Creed, who uh, make up the team of fear in SHW. 
were going to have a match and, and animal was going to be walking them and managing them uh, at the in the ring that night. So really bummed about that. But um, like you said, it's, it sucks for something like this to have to happen. Uh, but it is nice to see all of the great things being said about him uh, from people telling stories and, and sharing posts and stuff. So, yeah. and I, and I just hope that the legacy isn't lost. Like I hope like, um, guys like you know darby allen like see the legacy that they leave behind and maybe he darby decides to eat a cheeseburger or two i don't know <laughs> hey speaking of uh um current day wrestlers like acknowledging those guys i don't know if you noticed when um it might have been the dynamite right after he passed away uh thunder rosa had a match and you know she does the half face paint well half of the, her face paint was painted up like animal in tribute uh to animals face paint so i thought that was really cool she is so cool man i saw her she was in bte this past week too i think yeah she was that by the way that bit that they did it was completely ridiculous they do the uh, speaking spanglish bit uh <laughs> with uh santana and ortiz every week this one was like the most absurd like supposed to be i guess like a, a spanish soap opera situation where ortiz is in love with dasha and but it it turns out dasha's actually marco stunt the whole time <laughs> but you don't yeah. know that until thunder rosa comes in and like does her magic and then oh it's marco stunt and then it just I, ends. I think they call those uh telenovelas isn't that right alfred yeah that's correct sir uh telenovelas <laughs> so that was freaking hilarious and she she seems so cool and I, like i know we tell the story time and time again but like the fact that we got her to smile a little bit to scare Brandon <laughs> at the NWA show, that that's one of my favorite moments in my pro wrestling fandom history is it was that I just moment. And I love that it's on camera too. Like there's no denying it. Like, well, you can't see a close up of her face, but we saw her grinning, but you definitely see the moment where it, where it happens. But uh, yeah, it was good times. And I, and speaking of that, speaking of that, that's a, you know, I don't know where you're about to go, Brandon, but like, I just want to talk about NWA for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Because NWA is just like bleeding talent right now. And and obviously they, they don't really have any content coming up. That was my favorite. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, they do. They have their weekly pay-per-view now, which uh, I haven't paid for yet. But it's uh, I think they're on like episode three just happened. And uh, your buddy, Karate. No, not him. The um, um, Damian Sandow, which is Aaron Stevens, mm -hmm. right? Who was the, the national champion, mm -hmm. right? The, the the what he called the black belt three time national champ or something what was the, it called the three stripe um something like that yeah whatever he called it anyways he just lost it to trevor murdoch this past week at their uh um they're on the pay-per-view show have you heard about this have you watched any of them i haven't so what's the deal there is it like do you have how much does it cost it might be like i don't know nine bucks or ten bucks a pay-per-view but see that's so a they want, you, they want you to spend ten dollars a week on watching something that was free well, that's the thing. I, I have a I, I haven't watched it yet. I just see the results hmm. after the fact. I know so Thunder Rosa was on there. All this was on. That's where all this fought. Um, what's um Maria Maria Canales's husband? Um, Danny Canales. Uh, Mike Bennett. Michael Bennett. Mike Bennett. Yeah. Is that right? So he had a match. That's the thing. It's like if I'm gonna if you're gonna entice me to pay to watch this, give me something better than a championship match between Aldis and Mike Bennett. No offense, Mike Bennett, but. Ten dollars for something that was once free. Uh, can we start charging ten dollars for the Main Street podcast? I do charge ten dollars. That's, oh, that's why nobody watches. I get the I get the WWE Network for nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, well, this is a week. 
I could be that's wrong. It might be like seven bucks or something. I don't know, but I whatever say, it is. That's the case. We should have a lot more notepads than we have right now currently. <laughs> so we should, we should open up a little bit more for some of those notepads and pencils. We should. Uh, but they. Yeah, but Brandon, we, have you been holding that on us? Where do you think I? How do you think I bought this banner and this cool sign <laughs> and, the, and this gold? That's all. That's look at my cool dead refrigerator book. behind me, man. Look at that. Look at the refrigerator <laughs> behind me, dude. It doesn't even run. <laughs> doesn't even run. Why do you have hot beer back there with a little on the air glow in the dark thing and your NWO thing that Hulk Hogan painted on when he was over there last night? It's real gold. Yeah. My God, I've never heard someone say that a refrigerator doesn't run. Does it run? Hey man, your refrigerator running? Oh no, dude, it's broken. Hey, hey man, hey man, hand me hot beer out that hot fridge. (laughs) It is that thing. Anyways, what we're talking about? You got a a dead refrigerator in your garage. So the so does it run? (laughs) Nope, sure doesn't. (laughs) So the NWA is still somewhat putting on matches on this weekly show. But you're right; they have lost several uh, members of their roster to AEW. Yeah, and and I just wonder who's going to be next. Like, I wonder like what's going to happen with Eli Drake. Like, he is too talented uh, to just be dormant. Uh, and, and what is pretty much, I'm sorry, like I, I still have to say NWA is pretty dormant because their, their uh, popularity has decreased greatly since not only COVID, but since uh, the speaking out movement. Uh, I think that really put the nail in the coffin there. But, but the, you just don't hear anything from them. And it sucks because it was so fun. And those, going to those shows was so fun. And watching it week after week, it was so fun. And now it's, it's gone. But uh yeah i just wonder i mean can you can brandon what do you think do you think we will see like an eli drake or a james storm uh so i was storm go ahead i think he left didn't he well so i saw a a headline but i didn't read the article but it was something about uh he was going to debut with wwe until the COVID situation happened and then that put that whole plan you know off course there but I guess that would have meant that he had, would be leaving NWA to go do that. So now if that didn't happen, I don't know if he's still with NWA or if he was a free agent at the beginning of COVID. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but either way, that, that to me is like the, one of the biggest tragedies of this year is, uh, is, is losing NWA power. Um, I have I, seen all this and, and, you know, some of the others, like people will always tweet them like, oh, I wish power was still around. And they've, they're saying like, It'll be back. So they're at least they, they remain positive that it'll be back. I just have no clue when that will be. And if it is, if it does come back, I really hope they bring it back here selfishly for us and they don't do it because they're out in California now, I think, with this other show. I, I don't know if I'd want to go, to be honest. Like at this point, like in the past month, I've known pe- more people personally to contract COVID than the rest of the year combined. Like, so like the trend is going upwards for me uh, of, of people that I know who has contracted the virus. And so now, like when I think about going to a party or something like that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, or going to a show like, like now I'm questioning more than ever. Uh, and it's getting cooler now. The, the days are going to get shorter. The sunlight hours are going to get shorter. Uh, things are only going to go up. Uh, but pro wrestling world, I mean, there's so much to talk about, uh, to be honest, because um, you've got you've got different promotions going on. You got AEW, they're still pumping it out. You got uh, WWE, they're still pumping it out. Uh, speaking of pumping things out, Alan Angels, 
on AEW Dark. Uh, I was reading. I was. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Dark, but I uh, I, I did catch on on the subres, sub subreddit um, Squared Circle. Like, did Alan Angels poop his pants? And I was like, what? <laughs> and so they they had the gif on there of when he did the splash, which looked great. But like you know, when you're doing a frog, when you're doing a five frog, frog five star frog splash. And you feel a big splash, diarrhea, cha cha cha. I what to take on that. I don't think he did. <laughs> I'm going to be very clear on that. This is Adam bringing this up. I didn't even want to bring it up. I feel bad for Alan because you well, know. I mean, now it's going to be like this. I mean, now it's going to be like this. Huh? He responded, so I mean, it, I mean, he's, he's well. He like, had you know, to because he, there was a whole Reddit thread about it of people saying that he pooped his pants, and so he. Well, okay, out. he saw the response. So what was his? What was his response? Well, he tweeted out saying he didn't poop his pants. He said the spot that everybody's referring to is from the makeup of Luchasaurus, which, and I didn't even notice it. I watched it live, or not live. It's pre-recorded, but I watched it when it first aired, and then the next day, uh, Adam had sent out a message saying, "Hey, did you guys see about this?" And so I went back and watched it because I was like, what? I didn't notice anything like that. And then once I started watching, I was like, okay, he goes up for a powerbomb. He's got his crotch butt area in the face of Luchasaurus, <laughs> as, as you would do for a powerbomb. And it's right after that like they, when, all, when like, all of a sudden – it's right after that when all of a sudden – It's like they train you to do at school. It's right after that when all of a sudden you see the big, the big spot. <laughs> so I think that what Alan said in his tweet to defend himself, I think that's – actually what it is however like adam said when he does hit that big uh frog splash he does grab his butt real quick and it kind of, <laughs> it's funny when you think about like well now wait a second why'd he do that <laughs> but, but the spot was already there so i'm an ass <laughs> so i, I don't I mean I, i'm in alan's defense here i don't think he actually did it but i feel bad now the match. i remember you, you said you saw the match and he was still moving around so it wasn't well, like yeah. when not like when the video of Jerry Nadler are doing it in the middle of the. I mean, you can still move around if you crap your pants. That might but even I mean, make but you like, would, like more I would think up. you would. I, I would think you'd be walking funny, like you know what I mean. But he was like still doing all his quick moves and flipping and flopping and all this other stuff. I don't know. So I was like, there's no way he actually did it. But, uh, anyways, whether he did or didn't, the fact that it came out on the internet on Reddit and he tweeted about it, I'm hoping that they make it a point to bring it up on BTE. And because like with John Silver and all the stuff that he does on the with the Dark Order, I think uh, has been some of the funniest stuff on uh, BTE. So why not bring it up on next week's episode of Being the Elite? And uh, yeah, he he he, he shouldn't have been so quick to say no. I think he should have just been quiet about. It. Well, that's why I'm saying on a BTE, the other members of Dark Order could call him out on it. Like oh, I, you know, like because he denied it, and they could just I don't know, do something with it, and make it funny. It's already so, out there. It's already out there. So. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he did either, and I think he'd admit it if he did, to be honest. But like, oh, it, that's it, what he said in the tweet. By the way, he goes, "I wish I, I wish I would have. It would have made for a better story." That was part of yeah. his tweet. And I, because I, I mean, some wrestlers like it's happened uh, a lot. You know, I mean, like CM Punk famously uh, crapped his trunks. Uh, like, on, I don't remember if it was on a main event or like on Raw, I think. Yeah, yeah. Raw or SmackDown, I don't remember what it was, but he grabbed his pants. Um, well, you hear you know, on just, Steve Austin's show, Steve Austin will t says that you know it's not that uncommon, like you mentioned. Like they'll tell I mean, us old you, stories. I mean, of, I've heard, I've heard from people like if you hit a certain part of your body, 
it's just I think it's just it just happens. So I'm sure doing these frog splash and these kind of moves where you're like, you know, you might hit that area where it just happens to you know. Well, can we can we test that, it, can we test this out next time we see each other? Like what's <laughs> find out find out research what that spot is. Why don't you find out Friday night during your uh, Southern Honor Wrestling show? Why don't you get in the ring and have one of them uh, do that to you? See if it it's happens. it's called it's called the brown spot. And oh. um, like is that like the brown note? It's what like is the brown note? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be a really that'd be a really gross finishing move right there. <laughs> oh my god, he hit him with the brown spot. <laughs> there, there's crap everywhere. <laughs> It's running down his legs. And I think we have a I think we have a title for this episode, The Brown Spot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh Could you imagine JR calling a match with a with that as an a slobber slobber knocker? Oh, oh gross. Ugh. Well, I mean, if you think about it, these guys, I mean, they're they're athletes, they're they're body guys, and so like they're trying to eat pretty healthy and they might have a, a an overdose of uh uh, of protein or fiber or something like that and like maybe they they got their protein shake and they hit that frog splash maybe, maybe they had a waffle house right afterwards and just boom, boom, there it goes bad combo it's bad combo i think i was telling we were trying to figure out who had who had famously pooped themselves in a match before i mentioned um uh xavier woods and i can't remember what he was in tna uh uh something creed Whatever, Austin anyway, Creed. Austin Creed, yeah. But I, as I thought back on it, I don't think it was poop. I think he actually vomited in, like in the middle of a match. I think oh. he got hit a certain way and kind of like projectile, like. Blah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but but yeah, something <laughs> happens. Like you talk about getting hurt, hit in a certain spot. Could you imagine getting hit and then just projectile vomiting in the middle of, in the middle of a match? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, if you, if you imagine like you you are if you're starting to feel a little sick. But the way you make your money is to go out there in front of the camera. And if you don't, then you don't get paid. Then, like, maybe, maybe you're thinking, like, I think I can hold it. I think I can hold it. I think I can hold it in. <laughs> and then you hit that frog, that frog splash, and no, you mm -mm. can't hold it in. Ain't happening. But By the way, just to, just to reiterate, I, yeah, Alan, I'm with you, buddy. I don't think you did. And I'm sorry you were putting up with a bunch of nonsense, uh, not just from us, but just from the internet in general. So sorry about that, buddy. And to anybody who might be listening, Alan did not poop his pants on AEW Dark, in my opinion. I'll go with it, you on that one. At least, like, his name isn't something that can be easily switched to something like poop related. So that's good. Well, I'm not going to say it. I saw something on the internet, but then I don't want to put it out there. I'll tell you offline. It? I'll tell you off air. Right. All right. Awesome. We'll just beep it. <laughs> no, that involves too much editing later. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. Just like, just mouth it. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, he is a part yep, of the I'm, the I muted that way. out, by the way. <laughs> so if you're wondering what I said, you're not going to find it. We're about to start a whole new hashtag right here, it looks like. <laughs> nope. Don't but repeat he, it. He, but he is a part of the fart order, so there, there's oh, that. Okay. Well. <laughs> I wonder if they ever have a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I don't know how you transition from that to another topic. So, but. yeah, what do we have? <laughs> so, uh, sp speaking of steaming piles of sh let's talk oh! about <laughs> There you go. That's transition of the year. Clash Roman of... Reigns actually is not a steaming pile of crap right now. He is uh, very he he's very intriguing. He's got a lot of people who are turning, uh, changing their minds about him, and this is what we wanted all along. Oh, Why? he's hateable. I hate him now. 
why why really hate took, him. why it took four years to get him five years to get him to turn heel i do not know but it's freaking awesome i think what you do you, but you but you hate him in a good way right like you want to hate him oh yeah 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 totally it's not like i hate him like as a human being i know what you know but as far as the character he's trying to bring forth to uh wwe i i i love it it's just it, I mean, having Paul Heyman by his side already makes me just hate him just a little bit because, you know what I mean? Because that Paul Heyman character just – I just hate that character so much. But um, yeah. well, especially I don't want to retread too much ground, but he did have that match against was – it, was it Jay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Clash of the Champions. Did y'all see that? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It was uh, brutal. Yeah. yeah. And, Jimmy had to throw in the towel. It was ridiculous. He beat up his – beat his own family down, Alfred. I know they had like watching it that night. They had like a whole little package of like them talking to like you know their parents and showing old pictures and really intensifying that rivalry. That uh, you know, hey, they're cousins and they're from that same bloodline, and you know what I mean. So, uh, do y'all ever listen see, to? And, uh, and you kind of see the direction those two careers have kind of gone. You know what I mean? Roman Reigns has been up here, the Shield, and you know did some good stuff solo wise, and then. You got the Usos, who kind of is in that tag team division. It's like you know they're either hot or they're kind of a little roller coaster ride with them sometimes. And, and I, think ever, trying, I think they're trying to make that rivalry, that family rivalry, uh, uh, a a thing to maybe help the maybe this helps the Usos kind of. What what I wish they would do, and I don't know, maybe they have long term goals to do this, but they need to make a stable, the like a Samoan dynasty stable. Roman can be be the head of it. You got your tag team already with Jimmy and Jay. Then you've got um, the guy from MLW. Is it Jacob Fatu from MLW? He's like a real badass. Bring him in. He's part of the family in real life. So, And then uh, the guy that was at SHW um, uh, at the uh, SHW 1000 show. I can't think of his first name. Lance? Lance Anoa'i, I think. Bring mm-hmm. him in. He was, on, he was on Raw shortly after he showed up at SHW for a, a, like a squash match. But anyways... They've got enough of the family out there, like to bring him in and have a real I, I life. Could, I could see them doing that, and and Samoa Joe too, even though he's not part of that family line. Like for him to be like the the enforcer of that family unit, uh, and they can just like send him out and do their dirty work. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. And I can totally see like a big like WrestleMania entrance if if we actually do get a big WrestleMania this next year of all of them coming out and doing that like Samoan like war dance, like. That would be badass. Well, they're already calling, you know, they're uh, calling uh, Roman the Samoan or the tribal chief is yeah. how he's being referred to now. So, yeah, just just play that up, man. I, I think that would be pretty awesome. And, I don't know and, why not. And what if they do the family, the war dance, and then, like, it's, like, building up, and like, they're doing their thing, and then the rock freaking comes out and finishes up. Finishes Ooh, with that. The Dude, that, would, that would, like, get a pop like nothing else. Well, so there's been rumors that that's that – all of this is going to lead up to a big Roman versus rock match at WrestleMania, whether it's this next one or, you know, a couple years. I don't know how it's going to be. If it's even, if there's even anything to that rumor, but I feel like it's, if they do it that way, it's kind of like Roman's talking about, Hey, he's like the biggest dog in the family. Like, and then that's where the rock comes out and then wait a second. And then that way. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd actually, I'd be, I'd be down for that match. And obviously Roman would have to go over there. That's the thing. And well, like, yeah, that would be huge. Do y'all huge. remember? I don't remember if it was after a mania or maybe it was just on a Monday night raw where like they brought, because they were trying everything to get people to cheer for Roman. 
but more people were booing him than cheering him. And so there was one night where they actually brought the rock out or the rock came out after a match or something and they still booed. And it was like, wow, they can't even, the rock can't even get this guy over. Like that's not good. <laughs> yeah. You got to really question what you're doing uh, from a, from a booking standpoint at that, at that point. What I was going to ask though, uh, when Alfred, you were uh, saying your piece was, do you guys ever listen to the, I think it's called after the bell. It's Corey Graves is uh, podcast so every now and then i'll catch an episode and the most recent one was um and it's actually legit like behind the scenes like they you know they're talking as themselves not as their wrestling persona and uh but he had roman on this uh past week or two weeks ago um but something that i found interesting and whether it's true or not i have no idea but it was something about roman saying that part of the reason he actually came back was because they were going to let him do what he wanted to do with his character, which as we're seeing is, is what it is. It's basically a big heel turn where he joins up with Paul Heyman. Now, if that's true, like, are we supposed to believe that for the last, however long it's been, like he's actually been wanting to turn heel and they just wouldn't let him. Or, or they wanted to turn heel or, or they were like, we know the better way to do it. We're not going to let you decide how to do it. This is the way you're going to do it. You're going to follow the script to the T. So maybe, like, maybe that's, you know, now he feels like, now I don't have the restrictions. I can. He kind of made it sound like, you know, it's like a big part of him coming back was, all right, well, I'm going to do it my way. This is what I want to do. And that's what, that's what the fans have been wanting for however long you said, like several years now. Where it's like, just turn him heel. Let him be a bad guy. Let him do his own thing. Well, he was, he was a heel and developmental, and it was awesome. Like, he, he had a great character. You go back and watch some of those promos, and they're freaking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. then you, you give him a script, and he's, and, he's, and he's trying to be a baby face to a crowd that's not buying it. Like, the, the wrestling only works when the crowd is buying it. Uh, that's it. Like, you have to get them to believe. Uh, and, and if you don't, then stop doing what you're doing and just change directions. Like, that, that's how it was back in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Like you listen to the crowd uh, from a from a thirty thousand uh, foot view, uh, you do that from a storytelling perspective. And even in a match, the wrestlers were were calling it in the ring, and and based on what the crowd was was doing, they would do certain things. Like that, the crowd shifts things uh, for pro wrestling, shifts the story. Uh, and and WWE, of course, over the last twenty years has just had uh, too much control over all, all 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 the scripting and writing and everything. So uh, another another kind of interesting tidbit I've seen on the internet that's been making the rounds is this uh, latest situation with Rey Mysterio's uh, daughter, <laughs> who is uh, right. ni- who just turned 19 years old apparently, in a love uh, friendship situation with uh, Buddy Murphy, uh, who is I guess uh, Alexa Bliss's ex boyfriend or something because she had posted something that. Uh, that she was happy that he was getting more, I guess, more attention. and Well, and so all- so he's, in real life, he's like 32. And like you said, uh, Mysterio's daughter is 19 or just turned 19 or something. And so it seems like they haven't come out and totally said it. And I haven't watched a whole lot, but I've just seen, like you said, bits and pieces where they're starting some sort of like little thing, love, love thing, thing between yeah, – <laughs> the two of them and so of course they're getting a lot of flack for that because we just had the speaking out movement you know in the last you know a couple months ago or however long ago it was and there's a bit of an age difference there and so it's a little odd and I just am surprised that they've gone this long with keeping like Dominic and now the daughter whose name escapes me uh is is part of the storylines now but like Dominic's still 
in like featured matches on Raw after being around for a couple months. I thought that was going to be kind of a flash in the pan thing where he did a tag team match with Ray and then he'd go down to NXT and developmental or something. But nah, he's still out and he could go like he's not bad. Yeah. But I can imagine like he'd probably get some stink eyes from people in the back for all of a sudden like his debut match is against Seth Rollins on a pay-per-view. You know, like I, I think that if that would have would have happened, you know, twenty years ago, then yes, he'd get a little bit more hardship. But I think it's such a different locker room now yeah. that that's not even the case. Like uh, to me, it's it's probably much more like an actor's uh, backstage, you know, uh, to where they're a troop and they're and they're they're not competing with each other like they used to be because that's the way it used to be. It used to be a a competition. Um, like you know, if you get more TV time or or more ring time. And the other person, then, hey, you're stealing money out of my wallet. Like, I need to get in there, you know? Yeah, and I, yeah. I don't think it's like that anymore. Hmm. But that's weird. So, I mean, you guys are talking kayfabe, right? You guys are talking, like, a kayfabe relationship, not a real Right, 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 right. So, like, uh, yeah. there's a feud going on between Dominic and Buddy Murphy, and, like, he was going to go after him with a kendo stick, and the sister came out and was like, no, Dominic, stop. And apparently and there was, like, some text messages time. had been exchanged or something. Yeah. But it was storyline <laughs> text messages. It wasn't, like, real life uh, like speaking Seth Rollins, out. Like, yeah, Seth Rollins, like, displayed the uh, text message conversation that they were having. And then, and then like, backstage, like, he got upset with Seth going, like, why would you put that uh, – uh, that's, like, you know, private stuff. I get all mad at Seth for, like, exposing well, these. So, in jest uh, – who who did you say made the comment? Um, oh, I, I'm going blank now. Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Yeah, Alexa Bliss. Because... Yeah. So in, in real life, I guess her and Buddy Murphy used to date, and so in jest on Twitter, like just joking around, she said something like, "Oh, good for him, go for it," or something, and then she got attacked by everybody, going like, "How can you encourage this it's, this relationship?" Blah, blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh my God, people, it's a it's a storyline. It's not real." However one could see where you might wonder why WWE is going this route coming off the heels of the speaking out movement. But uh, anyways. So you think it's it a bad, so you think it's a bad move then? I, I, yeah. I mean like, but here's the thing, like why even have Rey Mysterio's daughter on the show? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, well, I mean, they had the whole family, like even the mother was on like the, like they had this segment where they were on the couch together and like, you got Rey Mysterio, you got the daughter, you got, Dominic and you got the mother there. I mean, I, I guess that's the, I'm assuming that's the real wife. I'm, I'm guessing. But I don't know. I've never seen his, I've never yeah, seen so pictures you never prior know, to this. So you never know. So, uh, so yeah. So I, I don't know where this is going to go. Obviously it, it, it just makes more chemistry or more uh, fuel to that fire uh, in that rivalry. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's, I guess, I guess they're looking at it as far as let's, how are we going to continue this fire? I guess the, Vince was I like think. Vince was like you know what Dominic did such a great job during the uh custody match between between Eddie and uh Ray back in the day he did so great at, during that that that's why he wants to feature him again that <laughs> you was, were one so, was you were so great you were six years old I'm gonna sign you to a contract was it 20 years ago something like that, that. was a long time yeah yeah I mean I mean that whole whole storyline was just like hilarious ridiculous like you know what I mean like I don't know. That whole storyline was just to me just the funniest. But it's but it's classic. It is. It's classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like one of the top ten like things ever they do on the countdown, like top ten family relation things, and it's always like. Well, in the well, top well na na name another storyline from that year. You can't. That's the one no, that dominated. Right. That's what dominated that, the the show. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, who who knows what's going to happen next? Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for WWE because I haven't, like I said, kept up a whole. Well, you think? Well, do you think the public outrage from the people will have them at some point maybe fizzle this whole? I don't know. Or, or do you think they already went? Hey, we're already we're already starting it, so let's. So speaking of that, speaking of already starting something, this whole retribution thing, which uh, have you seen any of the comments and stuff about the these guys? They they took their masks off. Oh, or they have masks, but they took like the hoods and everything. So now the one dude has like a Bane mask. Uh, one dude has it looks like a paper plate with eye holes cut out, um, and then like the two females just have like the their mouths covered, and it's Mia Yim and I can't think of the other girl. But anyways, yeah. but they have like silly names like T-Bar and T-Bar. And uh, yeah, it's so funny to watch people come after him on Twitter. And he turned off his comments so you can't comment on his uh, tweets. But like he keeps trying to defend like what they're doing because like Bischoff and Jericho and others have like tweeted like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing this? Why? And he goes and tries to defend it, but then nobody can comment. So <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Like, well, apparently he's apparently he's killing it on Twitter. Like people are are are, are just going crazy over what he's doing and, and even just the t- turning off the comments what that causes from my understanding i don't have a twitter is that means you have to retweet him right in order to, to basically respond to it. i was i was gonna i was gonna reference that but i knew you didn't have twitter so i figured you'd be confused so like, if I talked like about retweet, it. but they they quote tweet it they quote tweet it with a comment right right so you quote tweet it and but i was thinking the same thing to his uh defense or to his uh to credit him to his credit is that it yeah, that's smart because then that's he's getting genius. retweeted. It is smart because then it comes everybody. up on everyone else's page. So exactly, it's, like, it's his way of promoting it without him having to do any of the promotional work. And, and I have yeah. been seeing people saying, like, you know what? Uh, to give him credit, like at least he's trying to explain why they're doing this or doing this. And <laughs> so, and and I know it's not him. That's the thing. Like people understand. Okay, it's not these guys. These are four or five, however many really talented people coming from NXT, and it's the writers that have written them into this, like terrible story so uh who knows where it's going to go if they drop it apparently like, i don't know if this is true but apparently uh you know it was on the internet so of course it's true i guess but uh the, all the members of retribution were exposed or around somebody that had covid so that's why they've been off the show for the last two weeks or so supposedly because all of a sudden they disappeared and everybody's like what's the deal with the storyline where is it going they're they're gone but i heard it was a covid situation yeah. i don't know if that's true or not but Anyways, the whole thing is silly, and the Raw Underground is another crazy thing that's been happening, and I haven't kept up with. It seems silly to me, but uh, I don't know. Hey, Shane, Shane, Shane. Uh, next week on AEW, you got Chris Jericho's 30th wrestling anniversary, so they're making a big to-do about that. Uh, they also have a big dog collar match coming up with Cody and Brody uh, for the TNT Championship, which hopefully well, that'll yeah. be. Make a special appearance at that uh, 30th anniversary celebration, you think? I missed the first part. What'd you say? I, I'm saying, you think Kevin Owens, uh, Kevin Owens might make an appearance? I mean, <laughs> the festival, like the festival of friendship again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know he works for a different company, but you know, I mean, that's a great history there. I think. Uh, that that's one thing you mentioned, Cody and uh, and Brody, the exalted one. Uh, we haven't really touched on them. We don't. We're running out of time here, and I'm about to fall asleep. So uh, <laughs> let, let's uh, next next week will be a good time to to just visit that whole storyline. Um, uh, just because I, I really like Cody's return. You, you know, you guys know that I've been dogging on Cody uh, for a while. You uh, definitely have, which is why I like him even more, because I know it's despite you, because you oh. hate what he does. And I'm like, oh, in that case, I love it. 
And um, but I re- but I actually really liked his return and his new look, and I thought it was really cool. So I can't wait to go into more detail about that storyline. Well, we will talk about that next week. Uh, also, if you're listening to this uh, on Friday, uh, then uh, tonight, come join us at the Action Building. If you're willing, uh, you can social distance or do whatever you feel comfortable doing. But it's the big two-year anniversary show. It's still here, too. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So come check that out. The Ro- uh, Rock and Roll Express are going to be there. So that'll be fun. Uh, if you Don't they have hot dogs? Days, uh, I think they're only selling prepackaged stuff, Alfred. But uh, – okay. If I do see a hot dog, I will grab one and save it for you, and I'll bring it to you at work on Monday. That'd be great. great. All right. Leave it out, Uh, too. There you go. Yes. But, hey, other than that, uh, I guess guess it's going to wrap us up, guys. Alfred, you got anything else? Uh, No, senor. Buenas noches. All right. Uh, Adam, ring the bell, I guess. So tap it out. Ring it. How's good? Hey, I got you. <laughs> Diamond Dallas? There it Diamond is. Dallas? <laughs> little throwback there. Nice. Things like they can get old school. I hear those crickets. Yeah. That's the, that's all the meanies. Mm-hmm. No, that's just everyone listening to the show. Yeah. That's how that's, it sounds. Though. Right. That's the meanies. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs>